whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Good morning, friends. Karen Pennington here, and I have to confess to you, I am dragging it this morning. I so just had a really rough day that followed yesterday that followed a really rough weekend. Not so much rough as uh, me doing more probably than I should have done, and I'm just exhausted today. And spiritually, mentally, physically, everything, wishing I could just stop the world and go, I don't know go in a hot tub and have a massage or something. And, and honestly, I was not going to post this morning. I had in mind what I was going to say, but then I was just like, I'm going to take a day off. Uh, but this morning, as I was in my devotions, I heard God telling me to post. So I think mostly <laughs> I need to hear what I have to say. So i got to say it out loud so I can hear it. But hopefully it'll help some of you as well. This week, I determined in honor of my toddler granddaughter who's just learning new words I wanted to kind of tribute to the words that change us um, particularly words in, in scripture and yesterday we talked about amen and just the whole all-encompassing the idea of it's like oh yeah it's like God's exclamation mark in our lives when we're really just understanding that God is everything and and how good and satisfying and wonderful God is and just agreeing with blessings and everything that God says and maybe even things that are hard today I want to talk about the word perfect. I've had a problem with this word for a while because I have never felt flawless. And I have never thought it was fair that anybody expect me to be flawless. I sometimes have a tendency to expect too much of myself and then blame other people for it. I have to, I don't know if any of you have that uh, or get just anxiety because I'm like, I have to do better. I have to do this. Yeah, I do this better. And um, I, I don't know if I have... A need to do things without flaw. That I left that at the altar a long time ago. I just make too many mistakes, and I'm at peace with that. And I, so I just try to do well now. And, um, but there's still that aspect of I have to do more. I have to do better. I have to improve every single day in every way. And and I think there's a little bit in our culture that does that as well. I don't know how many of you feel that just that that push and that drive. Fix this, fix this, fix this, fix this. What have I done wrong today? What do I have to do better today? And we kind of mentally browbeat ourselves sometimes. Um, sometimes we mentally browbeat someone else because we want them to live up to our expectations. Sometimes we mentally browbeat God because we don't feel like he's good enough or what he's done is good enough. I know I've done that, you know. God, here's my plan. Why didn't you do it? Uh, you messed up my plans, God. Um, but there's a story that can bring redemption to all this. But first of all, that, that word perfect, I don't think it means what most of us think it means. Uh, it There's a Hebrew word for it. Uh, and I just learned that this morning, tamim. And there's also a Greek word for it, which is the one I'm familiar with, which is teleon. Both of them mean the same thing. It does not mean flawless. It does not mean no mistakes ever made. It does not mean no scratches, no etches, 
anything like that. Because if you think about it, Jesus had scratches. Jesus had really deep wounds. Um, Jesus might have even made human error, mistakes, because there's a difference between making a mistake and going against God's will, you know. There, there, there are mistakes that go against God's will, but, oh my goodness, I accidentally stubbed my toe. That wasn't, that's not a sin. That's, okay, I accidentally stubbed my toe. But um, perfect in the Hebrew sense and in the Greek sense means complete. It means whole. Sometimes when you see the word complete in Scripture, that actually is the same word as perfect. Because, see, I used to have a really, really hard time with Matthew 5.48, where it says, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And that's in a context of saying, of welcoming everybody, being welcoming and loving, even to people who aren't like you. So that's, you don't think about that context, but um, be perfect. And it's talking about how to be with our love, be complete in our love, the way, uh, the way our Heavenly Father is complete and all-encompassing His love. It's talking about that agape love that's a no-matter-what love. And it's not talking about never making mistakes. It's not talking about, oh, heaven help you if you don't do that math problem correctly. No, it's saying, um, it's just perfect. And there's, there's this little voice that they have. And, you know, in English, we have active voice and passive voice. Either you do it, or it is done to you, one or the other. You are the receiver, or you are the giver. You are the victim, or you are the perpetrator, you know. And this word, um, the two words together, be perfect, it's actually something called middle voice in Greek. And what that means is something is being done to you, and you are doing something at the same time. There's like a co-laborer thing. So even in that very command of be perfect, yeah, there are some things on our part, when we're trying to be made complete, but we never were supposed to do it on our own. We're never, like if I, if I could have reached a completion in God's word and God's will on my own, then we wouldn't need Jesus, right? So I looked into it a little bit more and it, there's this verse, another one that used to bother me till I knew what it meant. And it's John 19. It's Jesus hanging on the cross and it said a jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put a sponge in a stalk of hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It is finished. When I first heard that, I thought, Wow, it's like Jesus let himself be defeated. <laughs> Fin, You know, it's over. It's finished. Um... And it's actually the exact opposite. It's over. It's finished. That word means complete. It means he finished his task. He completed it. It's that same word. When God's saying be perfect or be made perfect, it's the same thing. And that middle voice, that's the word. Jesus just said, I did it. I finished it. That thing that he said in the Sermon on the Mount, be perfect, just a couple years later, probably less than three years later, you know, he's hanging on the cross and he's like, I just did it for you. You see, the secret that some of us don't know is when we know the Lord, we already are perfect because God has already completed us. Are we flawless? 
absolutely not. Not on this side of heaven. <laughs> daily, daily I can tell you my flaws and other people can tell you even more. Have we arrived? Not on this side of heaven. But in Christ, we have all that we need for healthy and whole living. In Christ, we are complete, not because of who we are or what we've done, but because of who he's done. And so our task is not to become perfect because we can't do that. Jesus did it for us. Our task is to live out of the wholeness that Christ has already given us. I would say it from wholeness to healing. Our task is to keep receiving. It's like you have all the money in the bank. We just need to learn how to um, to take it out. I don't know. I couldn't remember that word. And use it. And we have all the healing. We just need to know how to appropriate it. We have all the medicine. We just need to know how to use it. So our task is never to be complete or to be accepted or to be acceptable. It's done. Jesus said it. It is finished to lay on. So therefore we are finished. <laughs> and we just live from, we live from victory. We don't live from defeat. We don't live from struggle. We don't live from tribal. We live from victory. And I'll tell you what, I know why God called me to say this this morning. I know why God put it in my heart because I need to hear this. I was feeling very defeated yesterday. I don't know if any of you have ever had those days where you're like holding something in your hand while you're desperately searching all the way around the room. I went up and down the school two or three times trying to find something. That was, of course, exactly where I put it. I, that, that happened two or three times yesterday. I was just so, my brain was in a haze. It was fuzzy. I hadn't rested enough. I knew it. Then somebody asked me to do something, and I almost broke down emotionally because I let myself get too far without resting. And I did not feel whole. <laughs> I did not feel complete. I felt very broken yesterday. And then we had a rough night last night. I didn't sleep well. I just want to sleep today. But the good thing about God completing us is we don't always have to feel it. We don't always have to think it. We, we can know it. I know. Even with my somewhat bloodshot eyes and even me not wanting to stop yawning and even me being angry at somebody right now that I need to let go of. I will. I'm working through it. It's going to take a moment, minute. Um, and even just having to make decisions that I'm not sure I can make and having to pay bills that I don't know what I'm going to do to pay them and, you know, all that. I'm struggling. But I'm perfect. I'm flawed. But I'm perfect. I'm weak. But I'm strong. And I'm loved. And if you know the Lord, and if you've received him as your Savior, and if you've appropriated what he's done on the cross, it's done. It's finished. It's perfect. And so are you. Jesus, thank you for doing the job that we can't. Forgive us for when we try to do the job that only you could. Well, just remind us of your truth today as we see our challenges, as we see the people that get on our nerves, as we see our imperfections and the things that we just can't conquer, Lord. Help us remember what you already have done. Help us to refute. We just refute that lie that we're defeated, that anything can defeat us, Lord, because we know that because of you, because of what you've done, we are more than conquerors. And that a scripture that calls us to live from that perfection, Lord Jesus. We want to take the pressure off of us and put it on you because you can handle it. But help us to learn 
how to receive and then live out of that. How to what it means to receive the wholeness of your spirit and to live from that and not from anything the world tells us, Lord Jesus. You are enough. You are more than enough. And we praise you in your name. Amen. Be blessed, my friends.